What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to episode 646 of the Big MX Radio podcast. These episodes have been coming down the pipe hot and heavy over the last few weeks, and we couldn't be happier the way they've been turning out. Absolutely love getting on the phone, chatting with these, uh, whether it be an athlete, an industry member, uh, an ambassador of some sort, uh, to just give you guys some behind-the-scenes looks. And uh, we've got some really cool episodes coming down the pipe in the next few days. Hope you guys can all check them out and enjoy them. As always, if you have a request, bradgebhart 88 on Instagram, bradgebhart 88 at gmail.com if you want to send me an email. Uh, send me your request. Let me know who you want to hear from uh, on these podcasts, which of course are brought to you by FMF. Uh, FMF exhaust systems are amazing, but have you checked out their apparel? Exact same level of performance out of that apparel as you get from their awesome exhaust systems. Uh, so check those out. I don't know if you guys know this, but Fast House has been putting on the day in the dirt for 21 years. Most people think that that company has only been around for a short period of time, uh, but really they've they've like they've really been around since the the inception of it. Since 1968, uh, Fast House uh, owner and uh, kind of the all things moto, uh, Kenny Alexander has been part of the uh, Indian Dunes in its inception, uh, as well as uh, just that Elrod racing movement that you may have heard of. You got to check that stuff out, thefasthouse.com. This episode, we've got Cheyenne Harmon. The guy is an absolute uh, bulldog out there. He is willing to drive cross country in a van that's uh, probably not worthy, um, and sleeping in that van every once in a while, training out of that van. Um, he's got all of his stuff in there, um, and because he, he just loves the sport, he loves to race his dirt bike, and he does so at such a high level uh, based on his uh, support level that it's truly, truly amazing. And that's why I've had him on the podcast a number of times. He's extremely uh, inspiring to a guy like me, just because he works so hard at his craft, and um, and even when things don't go his way, he comes back. For more, he's a great athlete, and I think uh, you guys should go follow him at C Harmon six forty five. Of course, this is episode six forty six, which is kind of hilarious that I'd have him on one after that. But uh, either way, uh, you guys got to go check this kid out. The guy uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's extremely passionate about the sport of motocross, just as you are. If you're uh, tuning into a Big MX Radio podcast, you're checking this out. That means you love the sport of motocross. You're just like me. And you just want to see the sport grow and you want to learn more in behind the scenes stuff. And uh, hopefully this podcast brings it to you. Um, I absolutely love doing these podcasts. Uh, every time I get a chance to talk to one of these athletes, it's just such a pleasure of mine. And uh, hopefully you guys get just as enjoyment out of it as I do. Um, please check out the website, Brad or uh, BigMXRadio.com. We've got over 640 episodes for you guys to enjoy, and there's some gems in there. I try to bring some of the archived ones up to the service every once in a while and, and, and kind of throw back to those because there's some great ones in there. Check them out, the, the, the Donnie Hansen episode. Uh, we've done a ton of great ones, so go check those things out. But um, thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, I really enjoy having uh, episode, episodes like this on where, where I can talk to guys like Cheyenne, 
who's just uh, a salt of the earth kind of guy and who's just very hopeful in the way his uh, career goes and the guy's been working hard at it. So hopefully you guys can uh, give him some love on Instagram or something like that to uh, let him know how much you enjoyed this podcast. But uh, let's get straight into it. Let's uh, get this thing cracked wide open here on the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by The Collective Experience. Shout out to Dave Drakes over at The Collective Experience. The guy's always working hard to bring you the best experience that you can at a motocross or supercross race, an exclusive experience that you can only get with The Collective Experience. Check them out at thecollectivex.com or thecollectivex on uh, Instagram. I think that's thecollectivexp, actually, uh, .com and thecollectivex on Instagram just to confuse you just a little bit more. As always, thanks for listening. Enjoy this podcast. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF and The Fast House, as of course, as well as The Collective Experience. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line for episode 646, the 645 in your program. Uh, he's been spending some up time up here in Canada, has some, had some awesome results in Supercross. That's, of course, Cheyenne Harmon. Cheyenne, welcome back to the broadcast. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me back on. Always a good time. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Uh, like uh, Whether it's uh, holding the pit board for you at uh, Canadian Outdoor Rounds or watching you do your thing uh, in the most recent Supercross races, it's been a pleasure all season long. Um, like before we kind of get into the events of Hamilton this last weekend, um, like this summer and this fall saw you uh, coming up to uh, Canada on a regular basis. You raced uh, just about every event, if not every event that we had in the Canadian Outdoor Series and their Supercross Series as well. Uh, what brought you up here, my friend? Yeah, so only about a month or two before the Canadian Outdoor started, I uh, I got a – I was – talking to Roy Thacker at uh, Tisco Racing. And they uh, they gave me a little support to come up and race the Canadian Outdoors. And, you know, I, I didn't have anything really going on for the American Outdoors. So, you know, I kind of took the little bit of help I could get from them that they offered and, um, you know, ran with it and came up to Canada and uh, raced the National Series. And it was, uh, it was pretty tough and it was a long series. You know, I did every round by myself i drove to every race by myself and so definitely a lot of miles and a lot of hard work but um you know i kind of look back at it now and it was a great experience and you know i think my results could have been better but uh, i think they were pretty decent for you know what i had to, to deal with and uh, i think people are starting to notice and yeah so things are starting to transpire Absolutely, and um, including the the round round four here in Manitoba, you were uh, right in around that tenth place spot. Um, basically, the the definitely the highest placing privateer uh, on the grid, and uh, knocking down lap times not too far adrift from your front runners. Um, as you know, in in Canadian motocross, there's usually a huge distinction between those factory guys up at the front and uh, and everybody else. You found yourself kind of at I wouldn't say no man's land, but definitely just nipping it the heels of those guys that have a whole lot more uh support than you do um and and for that you'll uh, you'll definitely secure yourself a pretty high national number for 2000 and um uh, 2018 or 2019 rather um like 
and, and your, your skills in Supercross were on full display over the last four rounds um, that we've seen you racing in the, uh, the Supercross uh, series. Um, you yourself, I would say, like, you're, you still have, you have tons of skill, uh, whether it's in a stadium or out, but I'd say that you're more of a Supercross guy in general just by the, the races you choose to race and, uh, like, just your specific skill set. Uh, what is it about racing these Canadian races that allowed you to uh, be a little bit more in the fight than uh, than you are uh, south of the border? Well, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely don't really want to brag on my results uh, so far. <laughs> you know, I I, I think um, I could have done a lot better in these Supercross races. You know, uh, Montreal you know, was a pretty tough one you know we had a lot of good guys but i actually feel like i had rode pretty well there um and you know my my deal to come up here and race the canadian supercrosses were just for montreal with the blackstock motorsports team and um we ended up you know having a good time and things went well and we were able to uh, walk in a deal to do the last two of the canadian supercrosses so i missed one round of the series but uh yeah come back and we did quebec city and hamilton and you know anybody who follows me or Canadian motocross saw that, uh, Quebec city was kind of a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, circus just with their line losing my gear bag and my suspension. Yes. And when I walked into the, the stadium on Saturday morning, you know, the, me and the team, I went ahead and agreed that, you know, we were going to sit the, sit the race out. And, you know, for me, it was it wasn't worth trying to go and ride stock suspension on a on a, a supercross track. Granted, their supercross tracks are not as technical as the ones in the states here, but um, you know, for my safety and just you know, for the team as well, you know, I, we decided it wasn't a good idea. But uh, the, the the factory Yamaha Rockstar TSFF team uh, came through and they gave me a set of suspension and. Um, Gave me some gear, and Matt Gerke gave me a pair of his boots and knee braces. And, um, yeah, so it was uh, an awesome thing for them to step up and do. You know, I don't really feel like they would do that for anybody. So I, I would feel like, you know, that might – to me that said something that, you know, that they respected me enough to, to help me out a bit to go race. And, you know, I, it was still – you know, I did the best I could with what I had. And, um, you know, I just – didn't get the result I wanted there. And, but, yeah, I'm thinking I know I'm capable of a lot more. And, but um, I've been putting in some work lately. You know, I finally got a riding coach with Greg Albertson over at uh, Game Moto, riding out at HSBK Racing, which was formerly Trey Kennard's place. So right. we've, we've been putting in a lot of laps and a lot of time. I've putting in more laps in this off season than I probably did all of uh, 2018 season. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, – this coming season and you know the the way that things are here in the states you know everything is kind of a little more centered around supercross so it seems like everything's starting to start to head that way a little more and they you know you need to have the 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 supercross skill set to be able to race here so yeah so that's kind of something that we've been really focusing on this off season Absolutely. I, I really did think that uh, guys like yourself and guys like Logan Carnow, who uh, do dedicate a lot of time and energy to uh, mastering Supercross, were going to uh, 
uh, kind of changed their spots a little bit once uh, like the the Supercross races started. And like you said, the the races or the tracks aren't as quite Supercross uh, as say like uh, Anaheim One is, which of course you've been. Uh, uh, had the pleasure of competing at a number of times, but the reality is, is that even talking to guys like Malcolm Stewart and uh, um, like the other uh, big guns that were showed up in Montreal, like these were these were straight up Supercross tracks as much as they have been in Canada for a long period of time. And um, I think more than anything, uh, your skill set and your mastery of Supercross really kind of turned some heads of some uh, some team managers and industry people, and honestly, your competition um, that you were going up against that uh, maybe didn't uh, have you too much of a consideration uh, during the the rounds of outdoors. But uh, once uh, the friendly confines of a stadium were found, uh, you found your stride. Uh, a top six finish in this last weekend's race in Hamilton kind of uh, caps off a pretty successful Supercross season for you. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I had a lot higher hopes uh, and a lot bigger expectations of what I wanted to do and what I could have done. And, you know, it's nobody's fault but mine uh, that we didn't get those results. But it was definitely good to get up here. And, you know, I mean, I, I was during qualifying this last weekend, you know, I was nine tenths of a second off of the uh, top qualifier. So, I mean, we were. And, the next qualifier behind me was like two or three seconds, you know? So us top eight, we were really running close lap times and we were, you know, we're all doing the same things. You know, they're just very tiny little things that are separating us apart. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I hope that, uh, some people see that, you know, I, I work hard at this and you know, that with the right help and the right equipment, we can be somebody up there fighting for, for podiums and, and, consistent top fives and, uh, so yeah i mean the last few months have gone pretty well you know with monster cup you know getting an 18th overall there and, and then racing these canadian races it's been a, the best off season i've ever had um continuing to race race good races and good racers and so yeah it's uh, everything is going well right now you know knock on wood hopefully things just continue to go well like this um you know, like I said, I'm going. I'm, this would be the first time I've ever gone to as, as into a season uh, as a professional prepared. Um, I'm going to continue to ride Yamahas on my own program at as this at this moment. Uh, I'll be privateering, but um, but yeah, I, merge racing. We have our bikes working really well, and we have a few things that we're going to change that I think are just going to make the bike so much better for me. And the bikes are already good, so I'm really excited for that. You know, between me, Todd at Shawnee Motors and Jim at Merge, and you know, uh, having the riding help from Greg Albertson and um, all the sponsors that are on board so far with my program and the sponsors I'm working with that hopefully come through. The, you know, I think we could have a pretty good year as long as we just uh, we keep working and and doing the right things. You know, good things will happen. Hey guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Let's take a minute to talk about a couple of the sponsors that make these podcasts possible. And honestly, let's also head over to blackfootdirect.com. This, this website's so easy to navigate. Everything that I need for my motocross bike is right here. Tires, oil, gear, service. Heck, I'm going to go on the showroom floor and check out some brand new motorcycles for 2019 right now. On top of that, close that window, let's head on over to the Collective 
ex.com and get an exclusive experience like no other with a professional motocross race that you can't find anywhere else. The collective experience is how you get that. If you're going to go to the motocross track, if you're going to ride one of these beautiful Husqvarna motorcycles that we love so much, you got to do it in the best looking gear possible. And the only way to do that is to go to thefasthouse.com. The Fast House has the sickest gear. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your affiliation is. The Fast House has the gear for you. Like I've said in the past, if you got one set of black Fast House pants and five jerseys, uh, now you've got five sets of gear. It's always beautiful. I love it so much. The fit and finish of this gear is second to none. You guys got to check it out. Check out these, this, uh, these commercials from both Fast House and FMF, and we'll get right back to this podcast with Dean Thompson. I hope you're enjoying it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you again soon. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go, put our middle fingers up with a smile, and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun and kill it. Fast House is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. do it my way and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her and I've got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realize let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is going to break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, my friend. You seem to be on the rise. Uh, any chance that we see you uh, resurface at uh, maybe some, some German supercrosses, other international supercrosses, or uh, is it nose to the grindstone uh, with your sights set on Anaheim 1, which is uh, under 50 days away, by the way? Yeah, I think we're down to maybe 46 days, possibly, oh, yeah, now, yep. you know? 
yeah, it's it's coming quick, you know. Um, yeah, no, I would love to go do some overseas racing. You know, I've I've been in talks with a few people over there, and um, yeah, I would really love to go over there. I think that would be great for me. I've always wanted to go, so hopefully something comes about to make it over there. But other than that, I'm going to continue to uh, move on with my plan of racing here and um, doing what I need to do, and everything will just fall into place as it needs to, I believe. Fair enough. you got absolute faith in that and uh, a damn good riding coach on top of that. So this last weekend, we saw you uh, as, a, I believe, a second place in the qualifier, uh, one of the heat races, and then uh, that puts you into a, a pretty good position uh, to have a good start in the main event, uh, um, and then some drama ensued. Take us through your main event and qualifying the whole evening program in Hamilton. Yeah, so, you know, qualifying... Um I, you know, after Quebec City, there were some things I wanted to change on the bike and uh, Blackstock Motorsports. You know, this they're they're a new, they're they're a dealership, and uh, they kind of just put together this team for Supercross. And, and for, I mean, honestly, no preparation on their part, and um, just kind of a last minute deal. They did a fantastic job of hosting me and. Um, making sure that the pit setups were just on point and the bikes were on point. And, you know, there was no questions. If I, if I wanted to change something, there was not a hesitation or why would you want, it was done within five minutes. <laughs> it was just like they got on it. And so we made a change. We, we made some changes to the motor cause we were running on a stock motor. So got a little more power and, um, so yeah, qualifying, you know, the first session was kind of trying to get used to that because Joel's weather up there is not like it here is here in Texas. So uh, we tried to ride a little bit on Thursday before the race, but it was, the ground was frozen and it started to snow. So hmm. nothing really got accomplished there. But uh, so yeah, I just try to get used to the bike and, you know, <clears throat> they do this qualifying like they do here in the States. You get a, one free session and two time sessions and um and the, and the final time session is where everybody starts really laying it down because everybody's starting to get comfortable, and I know that's the final time we're seeing the track till we race. So uh, It was an all-out lap war. Um, I would come through the mechanics area, and I'd be in fourth, and I'd come through the next lap, and I'd be in seventh, and I'd come through the next lap, and I'd be in fifth. And it, was, it was frustrating just because, you know, you're, you're going as hard as you can, you feel like, and um, then you drop down. And, and it was with everybody, like I said, was within tenth of seconds of each other. I mean, that's a knobby, you know. It's yeah, the tiniest of things. So yeah, it was uh, it was getting frustrating, and but but it was also good because I need that. I need that that push, and you know, you think you've gone as fast as you can. You see somebody else runs faster, so then you go out, then you run the faster time, and you know, it, it was cool. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but uh, but yeah, so we got a uh, second place in the heat race didn't really all night i didn't ride well i as well as i, I feel like i should have i didn't suffer from arm pump but i suffered from cramps in my hands and i don't know if that was from the cold weather or just maybe just uh, a fault of my own of paying attention to my breathing either way um halfway through the heat race and in the main my hands started cramping up and i think i would have rather had arm pump than my hands cramping but yeah, um, main event, we got a decent start. We were running fourth or fifth, and, you know, 
my hands started to clean up and I kind of started to drop back a little bit. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I know the, the question is heading uh, between me and Tyler Medallia. Um, yeah, you, you know, the he, dirtiest rider in Canadian moto, and that's saying something because we got this other guy that won a championship. <laughs> well, you know, he, uh, he, he, he really did on me twice. And, you know, obviously you don't want to get passed, but... No. I, I didn't feel like anything... He, I don't feel like he did anything dirty, you know, when we were racing. And, um, you know, like I said, he really did on me twice, and he got me. And then uh, the next lap, I just kind of repaid the favor. And, um, you know, I think everybody's got different mixed emotions on what happened and how it happened. And in my mind, I just did the same thing he did to me, and the difference was is he fell and I didn't but you know I also look at the fact is you know I'm a quite a bit bigger guy than he is so you know me him hitting me was nothing like me hitting him you know um I never went into the corner with intentions of taking him out or trying to hurt him my intentions were to bump him and let him know that I was there and I was going to take that spot back whether it was that corner or the next one and um yeah it just ended up hitting him quite a bit harder I guess than Maybe what I thought, or whatever may happen, he ended up going down, and um, you know I went on to to finish sixth, and you know I he he wasn't happy about it, and we had some words after, and you know that that was kind of the last of it. You know everybody kind of after that we went our separate ways. We haven't talked since. Um, but yeah, you know like I said, it was nothing intentional. It was not going in trying to hurt somebody wasn't even attention i wasn't even trying to take him out but um you know I, it was a racing incident and mm -hmm. i've had it done to me plenty of times and um i'm sure that he would have done it to me again so you know we're we're professionals we're out there racing for a paycheck and rides and um yeah you know i, I can't give these i can't let these guys think that they're better than me yeah they have a lot more experience maybe some better results on paper but um uh, you know i'm trying to work my way up to to be one of them and you know, if I let them push me around, I'm not going to get anywhere. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be known as a dirty rider, but I'm not going to let anybody just push me around. Like I said, I've been on the receiving end of it plenty, and, um, you know, I'm just kind of to this point where I don't, I'm not going to take it no more. Absolutely. No, uh, an aggressive pass. It was uh, an in intent to uh, knock any anybody down. It wasn't. Um, and uh, But, of course, when you're on the receiving end or one of those things, it never makes you uh, feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And uh, a discussion afterwards, uh, um, it, sometimes those go great, sometimes they don't. It's just the way it is. And uh, I, I think you handled it quite well. Um, I, I think you're right. The, there's, it's, a, it's aggressive racing. Supercross is aggressive racing. And, uh, and maybe, maybe, uh, all we found out from that response is that maybe, uh, Cheyenne Harmon doesn't know his own strength sometimes, uh, when, when coming into an <laughs> aggressive situation. But, uh, the bottom line is, uh, the, the pass was made and someone was on the ground at the end. Uh, um, like, I don't think you would have done anything, uh, differently either way. And, uh, sixth place goes to you. And, uh, um, I'm sure, uh, the next time you, like, Tyler maybe owes you one a little bit, but uh, who, who's to say uh, the, the the guy can take can knock you down in the first place? But um, I think uh, the, the two of you guys are, are destined to be uh, like closer competition in 2019. Where uh, I would like to think that uh, uh, if somebody did take notice, maybe we see a little bit more of Cheyenne Harmon up here in Canada throughout 2019. 
Yeah, I would love to come back up there. I really enjoy it up there. And, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, like I said, when I come up there at the beginning of the summer, I pretty much didn't know anybody. And now it seems like I know people kind of all over. And I've made a lot of great friends and connections up there. And, um, you know, one thing I'm excited to uh, announce, this is kind of the first, other than the banquet yesterday, um, I actually earned a career Canadian number. So um, from now on, anytime you see me race in Canada, I will be number 17. There you go, the big one seven for two thousand and uh, and nineteen. That's a pretty exciting, my friend. A national number and a low one at that. There's a lot of uh, some pretty serious guys that have ran the number seventeen up here in Canada, and uh, and you're you're certainly one of them starting next year. And uh, yeah, that, that's all. That's uh, carrying a pretty big stick walking up here. Uh, maybe a little bit more support comes along with that. We're yet to see that, but uh, um, until then, uh, like, where can people? follow you on social media and uh, keep up with your story as you kind of work towards Anaheim one. Yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram. It's uh, at C Harmon, six forty five. Uh same on same on Twitter and then you know my Facebook is just Cheyenne Harmon. And um I have my personal page on there and then I have a, a fan page that gets posted to as well. So you can find me on there and um yeah. Well, find him on Instagram. Easy to follow. Always fun to follow, especially this last weekend where uh, um, the cold weather uh, blew in a lot of snow as well as it brought uh, one James Hansen from uh, Rockstar Energy Drink as well as, of course, Dirt Bikes for President. The guy's an absolute riot. He's one of my favorite people to be around at the races. Um, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why he likes hanging out with you so much, but the, based on your Instagram stories alone, looks like you guys had some fun this last weekend. Yeah, me and James had a lot of fun. Um, you know, won't go into too many details, but we had a fun night Saturday night. And then, um, you know, we had the Triple Crown Series banquet on Sunday afternoon. James, I don't think, knew about it until last minute. I kind of knew about it last minute. So um, 30 minutes before the banquet started and we were running around in the hotel mall uh, trying to find suits and... Um, yeah, so what you saw on my, me and his Instagram is what we came up with, and um, uh, we definitely there, there's a little tie going on I think between the best dress between me and James, and it, it's a matchup. I think my suit takes the cake, but his shoes really kind of a something that is has got the tie going. Um, yeah. I, it's you, you judge a man by his shoes, and um, I, I'd have to give that tiebreaker to James. The guy is a style icon, and for those who don't haven't seen it yet, head on over to uh, both your Instagram and his. I believe yours is on uh, his is on uh, his page as well as yours on the story. But uh, yeah, check those out uh, at C Harmon six forty five. Of course, this is episode. 646. Uh, I apologize for that. Like I said, off air, we'll have to maybe uh, make some sort of an alteration to make the some, something work out for that. But uh, um, this has been a pleasure to have you on the show. It always is. I believe this is the fourth separate year that we've featured you on the podcast. So uh, always a pleasure to have uh, Cheyenne Harmon on the podcast. It was uh, a pleasure to pit board for you as you uh, nip at the heels of one Mike Brown in uh, in uh, Minnedosa, Manitoba, which I'm sure you'll do more of 
in 2019. And uh, yeah, if you're not already following C. Harmon at 645 on Instagram, go, go ahead and do so. There's uh, big things on the horizon for Cheyenne Harmon. Yep, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, just give me a follow. Keep up with what we got going on. And uh, yeah, we're just we're hoping to have, make 2019 a year count. Awesome, my friend. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast's sake, we're going to cut it off right there.